I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. On today's episode of Sippin' on a 40, let's talk about that ass-kicking, yes, ass-kicking your Canucks received from the Boston Bruins. Yo, Vancouver looked flat outside of Jacob Markstrom, who's the team's MVP. This team was bad. And you know what? It's okay. Real talk, it's okay. I really don't care. Look, right from the beginning, the tables were turned on the Canucks. How in the world did that first goal count? Everyone knows. If if you played sports... If a call doesn't go your way, especially early, it's over. You pack it in. Kind of, sort of, not really. Did that just happen to my teams? It's deflating, okay? But I did learn something from that goal. That passion is real. Yes, I got angry when that goal was disallowed. Real angry. This is this is new to me. Well, it's old to me, but it's also new to me. That feeling, that passion for hockey is coming back That passion that somewhat died back in 2011. Yes, we are going to do it. I'm going to tell you how I got over 2011 on this episode of Sipping on a 40. You really want me to talk for 20 minutes about a 4-0 loss? That's not what we do here. That's not what we do on Sipping on a 40. We have fun, baby. Let's go. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, 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 how is it going? Welcome to another episode of Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SB Nation and Nux Misconduct for hosting us. Big shout out to the Posted Up Studios in Burnaby. Now do yourself a favor. Go search up the Nux Misconduct Network. And once you find it, give it a swipe, give it a tap. Boom, bam, you just made your hockey life a little bit better. Today, we uploaded an episode of Power of the Towel with Sat Shaw of Sportsnet. Hey, I got to give it out for Sat Shaw. Two things, all right? Two things. The dude was struggling. He was coughing every five minutes, and he took the time. 45 minutes. Bondi held this guy hostage for 15 minutes longer than Sat even wanted, you know? Sat only asked for a 30-minute interview. Bondi gave him 45 minutes after Sat was in pain. And that just goes to show how much character, how much Mamba mentality that dude has. Reason number two, the dude did a lot of work in Edson, Edson, Alberta. That place is, is ironically close to my heart. I have a close friend who worked his ass off in Edson, Alberta to chase his dreams. And it worked out. There is something in the water in Edson. Can, can we run a round of applause for both Sat and my friend who is now at Williams Lake? Real talk. That's impressive. 
Go check out that episode. Okay, your Canucks tonight. They lose 4-0 to the Boston Bruins. What is this, game four on this road trip? And this was the first game in, in quite some time that they were really, really, really outplayed, outclassed, dominated, and it happened to be against everyone's favorite team, the Boston Bruins. Boston, they continue to be elite. And that that somewhat hurts other other fans across the city. Not me. I don't really care if the, the team that beat us in 2011 is still good. That, that shit don't, it don't resonate with me anymore. It really doesn't. We'll get more on that a, bit, a bit later. But Boston, yeah, just way better. Way, way better than the Vancouver Canucks. Everyone looked bad besides Jacob Markstrom. And yes, he allowed four goals, a couple in the third period. But, but he was held out to drive for most of that game. He really was. There really isn't much to talk about when it comes to the other players on this team. Everyone else was bad. Now, I will say this, okay? I will say this. That first goal Boston scored was a disgrace to the NHL. It really was. Was I missing something? Was Green miss- missing something? Is the rest of the hockey world missing something? Nobody understands how that goal counted. Did the refs have money on the game? I think so. Because that's some bullshit. That doesn't even make sense. How do you explain that to a room full of people in your living room while you watch the game? Impossible. Imagine if that was a playoff game. Disgrace. It was blatantly offside. You didn't even need to zoom in. You didn't. That is fucking ridiculous. And when that happens early in the game, in most cases, I played on some some pretty mediocre ball hockey teams, okay? These type of things have happened to us in the past. When those things happen and a call doesn't go your way, when it should have gone your way, you are deflated. Something happens. I mean, you could make a strong point that the result would have been similar because Boston is that much better than the Canucks. But that's just some bullshit. It really is. Absolute bullshit. Is that the worst call this year in the NHL? Is it? What's worse? That was so blatant. It really was. Somebody is going to get fined. Somebody is going to get in trouble. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. Do it again. Man, oh man. Number two. You you know what? I want to talk about this too. I had this in my notes, okay? Who was that dude who hit Pedersen in the first period? Blatant cheap shot. Who the fuck are you? What are you doing? Now, nobody, yes, nobody will really remember it. And nobody is getting in trouble because Pedersen didn't get hurt. And this is what the NHL likes to do, right? Physical game. Nobody got hurt. Let's just shut the fuck up about it. Nothing happened. We're talking about one of the league's best players. Elias Pedersen playing in one of the biggest markets in your league. 
A blatant cheap shot. What the hell is going on? That happened in the first period too. Now look, I'm not trying to make excuses. The Canucks were probably going to lose this game. And their power play sucked. Their power play was so bad today. A call on that Pedersen cheap shot probably wouldn't have changed the game. But what type of message are you sending to the league? This is why you need things or need players, sorry, like Cassian on your team. So things like that don't matter. That should never happen. Never happen to Elias Pedersen. I hope he shows the boys that clip. Like, what the hell were y'all doing? You let this guy do this to me? Ridiculous. Last year, Pedersen, knock on wood, he had some injury problems. That cannot be happening to the franchise. Absolutely ridiculous. How does the league do that? Just get by with making suspensions or trying to set a standard only when a player gets hurt. Real talk. Shit was crazy. Again, nobody's going to talk about it. Nobody. Pedersen's okay. He played the rest of the game. He wasn't that good today. Nobody on the Canucks was that good today outside of Jacob Markstrom. The Canucks lose 4 nothing to those Boston Bruins. Yes, those Boston Bruins. Let's kick it back to 2011, okay? I saw this. I saw this little video on Twitter. Clay Emu. Am I saying that right? Yeah, he's a Canuck, uh, Canuck media slash fan legend. Let's be real. He's been doing it for a long time. He's been doing it since what? Ha- Did he do anything with the with that Canuck contest way, way back in the day when social media was just beginning and everyone was supposed to like submit a song or submit something through the internet? Anyways, Clay Emu has been doing shit for a while when it comes to the Canucks. And he posted a video today talking about how he is finally over 2011. Now, personally, I've been over 2011 for for quite some time. I think. I have been, right? I've been saying that to myself for a long time. And it is also a sin on our network to do this, and I'm sorry. But I'm also the person who bought the mic and the board. So, yo, Trevor, Bonnie, I'm sorry. I'm calling the shots. I'm giving myself a pass right here. You can have some of the Modellos in the studio Take them all, okay? That, that's my cost for doing this crime. Because 2011, it, it, it is so far away on the backside. It's not really relevant anymore. But every time you do see the Boston Bruins and you see Marchand scoring a goal, you see Bergeron still doing his thing. I think Krejci also scored too. It, it, it does somewhat still stick around somehow, some way. And I think today is a good time to talk about how I got over 2011. I'll give you some tips, okay? I'll give you some tips. Maybe you can learn something from my experience. Can you turn down the Coltar got bounce, please? Can you turn it down? Get that stuff out of here, okay? You hear that music, Canuck fans? Let's hold hands. Let's close our eyes. Let's finally get over 2011 together. It is possible, all right? Four or five years ago, when the Canucks had Willie D as a head coach, and shit was just bad. Shit didn't make sense. 
shit was so aggravating. How in the world was I supposed to watch that product? How, how in the world was I supposed to let that team represent the beautiful city of Vancouver and have a place in my heart? I'll be real. A big reason how I got over 2011 was because Willie D and Jim Benning were a duo and they were doing their thing. And the hockey was so bad. And basically, with the hockey being so bad, it led me to stop watching hockey in general. Real talk, real talk. That's how I got over 2011. I stepped away from the game for a while. It makes sense now. Because it still affects people. You should see Trevor. Trevor cries every time the Canucks lose to the Bruins. It still pisses him off. It's crazy. One time, Trevor... After a Canucks loss to the Bruins, it wasn't even a loss. You know what it was? One homie just brought up the Bruins in the 2011 thing, was telling Trevor to get over it. Trevor got so aggravated at home, just sitting on his couch crying all day, that his then fiance had to leave him for a week. She couldn't handle the mess. Trevor was bringing everyone down with him. He's still somewhat like that. He's getting a little better. I think he's been hanging around me a lot. And he's kind of learning that it's time to fucking move on. And grow some balls. It's all good. But I'm telling you. It still affects people. Now, once again, I stopped watching hockey. And obviously, that was going to help me get over 2011. If you stop watching hockey for one or two years... You can sprinkle in a couple games there. I'm Canadian. I love the game. It was still there. But all in all, yeah, I stopped watching hockey. I stopped getting those feelings for the game. And my body just got used to having hockey nowhere around my life. And that, that was a huge part of getting over 2011. Now, you obviously can't do that now. You can't. You can't. Let's talk a little calmer, okay? Because now you're talking to the people. You're not talking to yourself anymore. People. My city. My people. It's time to get over 2011. It really is. It was a long time ago. And it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that Hamus got hurt or Kessler played on one groin. It doesn't matter that Henrik and Daniel were getting pushed around, punched around. The Canucks sucked on the power play. It doesn't matter that Schneider didn't start, start here or there. It wasn't going to change a thing. The Bruins were winning that cup. It was their destiny. And they fulfilled it. The Bruins deserved to win that 2011 Stanley Cup. Look at the scoreboard. Look at it. You can argue that no team has been that dominated in a seven game series in quite some time. I mean, who else? Who else, real talk, got dominated that much? Okay, tone it down, tone it down. You're talking to the people. Anyways, I'm gonna help you right now. We're gonna get over this together because I care about you. I love you. Yes, I love you. Let's do this. Stay with me the whole time, okay? Please stay with me the whole time. Don't let the following affect you. First, 
we're going to play this, okay? We're going to play this. We're going to run it for 20 seconds, close your eyes, and accept reality. Okay, okay, you did it. You survived. You survived. You should be proud of yourself. You're getting there. You're almost over 2011. You're ready to completely move on. Don't you feel, don't you feel amazing right now? Because I do. I do. Okay, next up, the final clip that we have to get over. It was the dagger. I call this the dagger. I call this realizing that it wasn't meant to be. And that Boston, yes, Boston, was way better than your Vancouver Canucks. Kessler and the Sedin's back on. Gregory Campbell won the face off. And the puck takes a crazy bounce, and it's a Boston bounce. Here's Bergeron, shorthanded to the net, hold down. And it will be, no, the puck got into the net. That's a goal instead of a penalty. Bergeron got the puck to the back of the net, and it's 3-0 Boston on a shorthanded goal. Yep. Yep, yep. That was the dagger. Now, I'll be real with you, because I'm a real person, honest podcast, honest person. That is the first time, yes, the first time I ever watched that highlight. And to be honest, I'm so happy right now. I feel relieved that I don't see or I don't feel any anger after watching that. I don't even feel any emotion. I'm not sad. Again, I'm happy. It is what it is. You got to accept the past for what it is because you cannot change it. And once again, the Boston Bruins deserved to win the Stanley Cup. I remember where I was watching that goal. I wasn't downtown. I wasn't participating in the riots. I was on my homie's couch, deflated. That was the start of the end of my first go around with the Canucks. And this is coming from a what? A Canuck fan since the year 2001, a diehard fan, room after room after room was my, was my, (laughs) it's hard to do, man. It's hard to do, but we'll get over it, okay? Canucks were a big part of my life. Again, all my rooms, practically in my childhood, were painted in Vancouver Canuck colors. They were with me. Real talk. I probably, yeah, I lost my virginity in a room, in a room full of Canuck colors. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, after 2011, after that 3-0 goal by Patrice Bergeron heading into the third period of Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals, I realized that my dream was not to be had that day. It affected me the year after that. The Canucks won the President's Trophy. Shit was never the same. It never felt the same. If, If I told you it felt the same, I was lying. The year after that, they get swept by San Jose. 
Willie D, blah, blah, blah. Shit was just crazy. It was too much. And I had to step away. But the love is back, real talk, yo. Cut this shit out, okay? Get the music back on, okay? Let's go. Coltar got bounced in the background. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, over the years, for some reason, I I've grown my appreciation in Vancouver and other aspects, and now, and now the hockey is back. It's back. It's bright. Somehow, some way. Yes, somehow, some way, through Jim Benning's plan, the city is is excited. It's hopeful. It feels new. It feels fresh. It, re it really is time to get over 2011. Who gives a fuck? Quinn Hughes Elias Pedersen? Real talk? That shit's amazing. A bright future. Real talk. With those two players, cornerstone players, the future is, is there. It's now. And we saw today, again, 4-0 loss to the Boston Bruins. And this is why I pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot last week. It's because of the goaltending. How many bad games does Markstrom have left in him this season? It's looking like few. Real talk. Knock on wood. He's been that good. Get excited, Canuck fans. Even after one of these losses, who cares? The team's good. The team's gelling together. Are they are they cup favorites? No. And we've seen it. We've seen them get dominated by Tampa Bay. We've seen them get dominated by Boston. They're not there yet. You can argue that they won't even be there next season. Next season, and they probably won't. But but the transition, it's finally. It's finally completely visible. Even going into this season, it was still kind of cloudy, but I I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. The love's back. Yo, maybe I should paint my bedroom right now into Vancouver Canuck colors as a 26-year-old man. Why not? Who cares? It's my city. I'm proud. I'm proud. Get over 2011 somehow, some way. Okay, let's... Let's have some fun after the break, because that's what we do on every episode of Sipping on a 40 when the team loses. We go through some list, and we'll continue on 2011. We'll talk about the, uh, the what, the top 10, top 10 pop culture moments of 2011. Yeah, let, let's do that. Let's have some fun, okay? You listening to Sipping on a 40, the Canucks, they lose 4-0 to the Boston Bruins. Yes, that team that beat the Canucks in 2011, that deserved to win in 2011. It is what it is. And we'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, okay, you are back on Sippin' on a 40. My name, Kyle Bowen. Shout out to SB Nation and Nux Misconduct. Go get the network. Once again, Sat Shaw, he came on Power of the Towel. In real talk, he put on a performance. He made me forget 
about the Jordan flu game. He sacrificed his whole year. You know how big of a year Sat Shaw has had this year? In the world of hockey? Climbing the ranks? And he legit sacrificed his body to go on a podcast that generates 100 downloads. I mean, he could be out for the rest of the year based on that performance. He was struggling. He needed help. He shouldn't have been there. But Bondi somehow, someway got him on for 45 minutes. They had a great conversation. In my opinion, the most intriguing part of that interview was, was saying that not only Elias Pedersen, but Quinn Hughes has that Mamba mentality. Go check out that episode A Power of the Towel tonight. Your Canucks, they lose 4 0 to the Boston Bruins, and it's all good. It really is. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this one. I'm, I'm not that mad. I'm not, I'm not upset. The only thing I got really, really choked up about was the offside and that hit on Pedersen. But other than that, the Canucks get outclassed. Rightfully so. Boston, a lot better. <laughs> yes, a lot better than the Canucks. And Markstrom was good, but this has happened many times throughout the season. And... and it's not to be pessimistic. This is not this is not pessimism. This is just reality. We've all seen the games, okay? A big reason why the Canucks are where they are right now is because of Jacob Markstrom absolutely stealing this team games. He didn't do that today. He was good. But when Markstrom does steal games, he's amazing. He's near perfect. He wasn't that today. Look, the Canucks are bad defensively. Let's be real. Let's be real, but I'm, but I'm guaranteeing that this team is making the playoffs. Markstrom is just, he's on a mission to get to get paid fat. Let's go. He, he's on a mission to get paid, baby. Real talk. Real talk. I have no doubt that this dude is getting this team into the playoffs based on his past performances. Let's have some fun, though, okay? The Canucks lose 4-0, like I said, at the TD Garden. We went through 2011, how I got through it. I tried getting you through it based on... Based on some tactics that some may some may find abusive. Real talk. But it is what it is. Get over it. Get over 2011. Speaking of 2011, let's run that Nelly. Furtado in the background. Timberland. Promiscuous. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about the top 10 stories. Or is this 11? It's 11. Top 11 stories of 2011 according to the week. Is this a is this a blog or something? A paper? Yes, the week. The week staff wrote this article back in the day. Okay, number one, Charlie Sheen's melt meltdown. The meltdown. Okay, this is when what he he came out and said he was going through some stuff and he was addicted to to sex and all that stuff. Unfortunate, really was. And what show was he on? Two and a half men. Yo, I, I've never. I can't say I've never been a fan of the show because every time I've, I've stumbled across it, I'm entertained. I just never got locked in. Never got locked in. Ashton Kutcher replaces him. I guess. I guess it wasn't meant to be. Things happen. I hope Charlie is doing is doing better. He, he's alive, right? Can we check that? Can we check that? Charlie Sheen is still alive. I, I believe so. I hope he is. Yeah, he's still good. He's still out there, 54 years old. Hope you're doing a lot better. 
Now, don't you remember in 2011, they had these hashtags? Yeah, right here. Tiger blood and winning. Those two hashtags, they're symbolic. They really are. I, I remember seeing the t-shirts too. Yo, this guy was one of the first memes. It's unfortunate that that happens through a down point in the dude's life. But welcome. Welcome to reality. It sometimes sucks. Number two, Adele. Rolling in the deep. All right. Shout out to Adele. Huge talent. One of the biggest talents in the whole world. Oh, man. She dropped that song too in 2011. Someone like you. That's emotional. That's a beautiful song. My first breakup. I'm not going to front. This is a real story. My homie picked me up. Sad as, sad as fuck. Probably most likely crying. This dude's driving me in his whip. And it was one of those times that you, you have one of those laughs through your misery. And every song that he would play on his iPod, ironically, would be sad tracks. Like, it was it was definitely someone like you. And what's that John Legend song? What's that John Legend song? It's a beautiful song. I don't know. Anyways. Oh, all, all of me, right? And then uh, all of me. I don't even know. I tried. Anyways, funny moment. Adele, number two, 2011. Hey, Hope you're doing well, Adele. I don't know. I don't know much about you right now, but you a talent. The world needs you. Number three, the Oscar host fiasco. This is when James Franco and Anne Hathaway, they took over the Oscars. They were hosting it together. It was a big deal at the time because, because what? It was two young people doing the job. And, and basically they both, they both fucked up. They both sucked. Franco, accordingly, probably most likely, was high as fuck. That would be hard to do. Hosting anything high, especially it being that important, if, if people still think the Oscars are important. Anyways, number three, the Oscar host fiasco. Number four, the royal wedding. I don't know anything about royalty. What does a queen do? What does a king do? What does a prince do? Number four, the royal wedding. Number five, the success of Bridesmaids. Is this a movie? The R-rated movie? Okay, $170 million at the box office. I haven't watched this movie. Didn't even realize it was that big of a success. Okay, anyways, Bridesmaids, number five. Number six, Oprah's final episode. After 25 years, Oprah calls it quits. And she was doing it big. Oh, I remember this. She was just handing out, handing out whips. Probably handed out cash, houses, everything to her fans in attendance. Tens of millions of dollars worth of Oprah's favorite things were given away. And they had a star-studded farewell concert. Wow. Beautiful. Oprah never watched the show, too. I don't even think my grandma watched this show during daytime television. But to be on TV and have a primetime daytime slot for that long? Legend. Legend. Legend number seven. Speaking of legends, Harry Potter ends. True story. I haven't watched all the Harry Potters. I haven't read any of the Harry Potters, but I did watch the last Harry Potter and it was moving. It really was. I, th I think I watched this. What was this? Oh, yeah, this, this is not the book, right? No, no, it's the movie. It's the movie. I think I watched this movie because the first part 
of the Deathly Hollows was so emotional. That Dobby dude, right? That Dobby dude just passed away. Again, not a big fan of the franchise, but when I saw number number one of the Deathly Hollows, I, I was emotional. That Dobby dude was a fucking hero. He ends up getting stabbed or something right at the end. And, and I was like, yo, I got to watch part two. I got to figure this out. What happens? Number seven, Harry Potter ends. Coming in at number eight, Friday Night Lights. Say goodbye. Never watched. Did I watch the TV show? I watched it on Netflix. I was going to say I never watched the movie. Yes, I watched the show on Netflix. Didn't finish it. But man, it was it was amazing. As a football fan, I thought it was amazing. Dramatic. A lot of love. Compassion. Sports. Anger. This was a great show. It really puts, puts a light on how important football is to the States. We're talking about high school sports here, bro. Remarkable. Remarkable show. Real talk. Number nine, Beyonce's baby announcement. This was during an award show, right? I remember this. I remember this. I mean, I didn't really go crazy over it. She's having a baby. I'm not having a baby. What happened here? Oh, holy shit. Look at this. Okay, so when she... When she announced during her performance of Love on Top, I remember this moment that she was pregnant. They calculated all the tweets and they figured out that 8,688 tweets per second were devoted to the baby news. That's... Dude, that's power. Beyonce, I get it. I don't listen to a lot of her music. But I get it. I saw her live covering a show for Crescendo One at BC Place. Her and Jay-Z absolutely murdered it. Beyonce. I got I, I legit got goosebumps watching her perform live. Again, not a big fan based on how much music I listen to that is from Beyonce. Don't get me wrong. She makes amazing music. For some reason, I just don't listen to it. But when I was in her presence... And she had a mic in her hands. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Real talk. Real talk. Number 10, ladies at the Emmys. What's this? Okay, so if there was any doubt that 2011 was the year for women in comedy, it disappeared at the Emmy, Emmy Awards. So I guess a lot of these ladies in comedy ended up winning some stuff. That's good. Good for you. Good for you, ladies. Coming a long way. Doing your thing. Keep it up. The whole world. Just do do your thing. Have fun. Keep it up. Okay, so I said, did I say top 10 or top 11? There's an 11th story right here. And, and honestly, it's not even, like, how did this make it? Kim Kardashian's divorce? 72 days after reality TV star Kim Kardashian wed NBA player Chris Humphreys, former Toronto Raptor, in a lavish $10 million ceremony. Damn, and this was billed as the wedding of the century? Really? Man. What? The couple earned a reported $250,000 per day during their marriage. From sponsorships and... What? What the hell? I'm scratching my head. That shit doesn't make any sense, yo. That shit hurts my heart, yo. Love is so valuable. And for people to make a mockery of it just so they can make a quick buck, I don't get it. I don't get it. I appreciate the hustle. But when it comes to this situation right here, 
where it seems like they sacrificed the image of love for the hustle, it bothers me. It really does. It really does. Yo, I'm a loving dude. I'm a fucking loving dude. That's why we do these episodes every single, every single day, pretty much. It seems like that. And I'm loving it. Yo, this, the passion, I'm telling you, it's coming back for the Vancouver Canucks. And we got you covered on the Nux Misconduct Network at the Posted Up Studios. Go find the network. Do yourself a favor. Go search it. Nux Misconduct. Once you find it, give it a swipe. Give it a tap. Boom, bam. You just made your hockey life a little bit better. You get the quickie. You get silky and filthy. I heard that we're getting what? Cat? Is, is she coming on this week? We'll announce it tomorrow. Anyways, you get the quickie, silky and filthy. You get power of the towel and you get this. Sipping on a 40. My name is Kyle Bowen. The Canucks lose 4-0 to the Bruins. It's all good. Get over 2011. April is coming. And we're about to have a lot of fun. Real talk. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we at the Nux Misconduct Network and the Posted Up Studios, we appreciate it. Peace. Thank you.